Hi, I'm Alan Altman. And I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. everybody and welcome to another episode of Billy Joel A to Z. We round out the H's talking about House of Blue Light. I never heard of it either. <laughs> House of Blue Light was the B-side to the single We Didn't Start the Fire, which I've totally heard of, released on September 27th, 1989. It is the second instance of a Billy Joel single being backed by a non-album track. The first one being, of course, Elvis Presley Boulevard off of Valentine. It now officially appears only on disc two of the My Lives compilation album. However, this song does have a ranking by the boys. So, Elon, where does Christopher Bonanos put this odd nowhere man song, House of Blue Light, out of 121? I can't believe they ranked it. I'm going to say 120. That's interesting. It's 102. You were right on the uh, thing that he says. The flip side of We Didn't Start the Fire single is a bar band blues and not much more. Sums it up perfectly. Glenn Gamboa from Newsday ranked it uh, at one higher at 101 <laughs> out of 124. And oh, it, actually, this is pretty good, too. He says the it's a it's a big budget blues, the kind seen in Hollywood approximation of a blues club. Yeah, <laughs> I like that, too. That makes a lot of sense. But uh, here's the fans. You might be happy with this because you were very upset about the last time. They rank it out of 121 songs, 119. Ooh, I almost nailed it. Yeah, where it pretty much belongs. Right. There's nothing remarkable about this. And I, I totally agree with Glenn Gamboa. This is like if you're watching the movie Roadhouse. Roadhouse. This might as well have been the song that that band was playing in that movie. Right. It's like I always say about Aaron Brockovich when I'm talking about that, when I, when I do that joke and how they depict poverty in the movies where you have to be making dinner for your family, holding a baby and cradling the phone in your neck at the same time. And that's either to pick poor people <laughs> in the movies. Yeah. Uh, or the put upon housewife. Well, this is this is that. <laughs> this is what I guess. I mean, we know Billy Joel knows the blues, but it does seem very like something Bruce Willis would have written. And quite frankly, they have that ver the, the actual 45 vinyl version doesn't have the harmonica in it. And that was Bruce Willis on harmonica. Exactly. It could have been. I don't <laughs> like harmonica at all as an instrument in any way. I don't like the blues. So I did not like this song whatsoever. Yeah, it's so boring. And it just sounds like Billy was trying to do like a Stevie Ray Vaughan type of song. And he was really big at the time. That's what this reminds me of. I mean, it's the perfect thing to put on the flip side or back in the day of a B-side you know, why even put it on the album? Let's just, you know, put this. I mean, the B-side is always stupid and nobody ever listened to the B-side. You know, the B-side was just filler because 
when you had vinyl, you had to have something on the second side. I mean, that's that's the end. <laughs> it's just so funny because we didn't start the fire. Maybe was his best selling single. You know, it went platinum as a single. So over a million people bought this seed, this vinyl single or cassette single or whatever. And probably a lot of them did listen to this other song on it. More people have probably heard House of Blue Light than like 80% of the Billy Joel songs that we love. I'm telling you, Alon, nobody flipped over their 45. The only one I ever flipped over, you would take a listen to it for a second. But anytime I bought, like, I don't know what's on the other side of only the good die young. And I must have worn that out on my turntable. So nobody ever did that. The only one I ever flipped over was Seasons in the Sun, Terry Jack's. The song, the song on the other side of that 45 was put the bone in. And <laughs> this was the worst song ever. And the epitome of what a B-side is, it goes, put the bone in, she said, at the store, because my doggie's been hit by a car. That was no, awful. So it's just some innuendo and a stupid song. I, I don't. But Seasons in the I Sun was a very classic song about suicide so it makes sense that this guy his other song would be the most depressing song <laughs> you know it's just it's about suicide but in a very fun way and it was a really good song but yeah b-sides suck not always some some singles are basically like double a sides where both are great songs that everyone loves no you don't know what you're talking about you're too young you don't remember 45s they're like uh, nobody ever listened to the b-side like yeah, but a lot of the songs that we've talked about so far on this podcast were the B-side to a single. And we yeah, but they're songs. not popular. <laughs> they're just fair enough. Fair the enough. Seventh and eighth and ninth song on the album. Yeah, yeah. the B-sides were, you know, getting closer and think of the other G's. I, I think Get It Right the first time is even a B-side. Yeah, so, so many songs were singles on that album. There's only a few to choose from to make but B-sides. It, it just wasn't something you never flipped over that 45. You just put on another one after it. You just wanted to hear the hits. Yeah, I was saying this is definitely one I might have turned over. I don't remember having a 45 and we didn't start the fire. I think by that time they had CDs. So, you know, I don't think I got it on vinyl, but they sold CD singles. I bought CD singles before. No, they didn't. Yeah. CD singles. Yep. It just seems like a waste of time. Why not just buy the whole album? Then I... Yeah, I don't know. I got one for uh, losing my religion. I love that song, but I didn't really care so much to buy a whole REM album. Well, you know, I keep thinking, like, why were there even 45s? Like, why wouldn't you just buy the whole album? But it's just like sometimes the 45s would come out before the album was available. So maybe yeah, singles are often like before the album. It's like a promotional thing leading up to the album's release. It'd be like right. that first big song. Yeah. This song reminds me of like a beer commercial. It should be called House of Labatt Blue Light. <laughs> well, it's funny. So we know for a fact because we both saw the MSG performance in 2019, which is the first time he ever played it live. I didn't watch that. Oh, you didn't watch it? Yeah. So he even says, he goes, look, this, I don't know, we're going to play this. And it, and he says, in quotes, this may lay like a lox. Lay like a lox. Yep. Like, I never heard that phrase in my life. I know. Like nice he and was, flat on a bagel. Exactly. You know, and he didn't, and he actually pronounces it wrong when he's doing it. He goes, this is a house of blue lights. It is not house of blue lights. It is house of blue light. So he even says it wrong when he's performing it for the first time. Some stickler in the crowd was like, you're wrong, Billy. <laughs> December song. <laughs> um, Stick to the good stuff. 
The only thing I like about it is kind of those Paul Schaefer like keyboards or which could be the Hammond B3, which is our favorite. I do like that. But again, you know, what do I like about it? I like fucking keyboards, you know, like I just, I'm going to go through that a hundred times. So I like that. And that's where it ends for me. I do not like this song. I don't like these kind of songs. I don't like the kind of bars that play these kind of songs. This song did not do it for me. This song is more fun if you picture all the characters in it as um, from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Okay, so imagine that like the truck driver pulling up to this roadhouse is Large Marge. Be sure and tell them Large Marge sent (laughs) you. And then uh, when he talks about this woman who works at the roadhouse and makes breakfast, that's going to be Simone. Right. And then like when her big boyfriend comes to try to to beat him up, you know, Andy in the movie, uh, then the song switches to Give Me Three Steps. By Leonard Skinner. Oh, that's interesting. I like it that way. <laughs> there you have it. Put and all of that I... to Pee Wee's Big Adventure and you've got yourself something classy. Something now good. I want to listen to it again. Of course, this was recorded after Pee Wee's Big Adventure. So perhaps you, you're onto something. Yeah, you know it. Billy was watching this with Christy Brinkley and he was like, I, I like these kind of bars, these truck stops. But if this was a TV series theme, I would just be so angry that I had to listen to it every week. <laughs> I just... Yeah, I just I mean, I really tried to like it because it's Billy and it's different. But this. Yeah, I got nothing on this one. Yeah. When it comes to songs about roadhouses, obviously Roadhouse Blues by the Doors is the gold standard. And this song is not even close. Although if you sung Roadhouse Blues to the tune of this song, they kind of fit well together. Roadhouse. So if you want to ruin both songs, do that. (laughs) No problem with that. Do you like this kind of music? You like rhythm and blues? Stuff. I like it sometimes when it's done well. This seems so generic that it's there's nothing special about it. What do you think make it, made him play it that one time on MSG? I don't know, because we've talked about so many songs of his that that he hasn't played. Why would he go with this? Yeah, I don't think he's ever played Elvis Presley Boulevard, did he? I can't remember. I don't think it had any plays, no. Meanwhile, that demo version was the greatest version of all time, the end of the world. So this demo version, I heard it, it stinks. It still stinks. Yeah, nothing great about the demo here. And um, this just feels like a song maybe the band likes to play. I feel like, I feel like musicians like this kind of music just to like diddle around and to jam. Well, yeah, they and have he just the, made it into a song. They have the version of the guys playing it. Right. And you can see the guitars, like they're really into it. But this is the kind of thing I walk away from. I'm like, I don't care if the musicians are into it. I just paid money for you to entertain me, not yourselves. Yeah. It's like, here's an eight minute instrumental. Now play Allentown. <laughs> yeah that's what it is here's an eight minute instrument this is why yeah this is awful (laughs) i mean not awful awful i mean he still sounds good it's no it's it's just it's just not my cup of tea i mean that's all it is it's not an awful song but some people like this but i don't think billy joel fans like this type of music no and maybe billy likes it now in a way because it's easy for him to sing with where his voice is now this song still works well, he played it. Well, we don't know. He played it the first time in 2019 and then everything shut down. So we don't know if he would ever play it again. I didn't actually look up the live stats for this one. That's how it, I just assumed it had zero. Well, the first time he did it was in 2019. So we're assuming he never did it again. I mean, that's a pretty good assumption since yeah. everything closed down right after. I don't know when it was, but let's say if it was in November of 2019, he probably didn't do it again. Thank goodness. And I went to his concert just two months before that, I think. And luckily he did not play it that night. Well, he probably felt that if, if this say was in November, 2019, that this song by playing this song, it might've caused the pandemic. (laughs) 
You don't know what he's going <laughs> like, Shut it down. <laughs> Dave, it's time for the trivia portion of the show. Do you have a question, and is it a stumper? I don't know what it is. I mean, you know, thank God we got right to trivia. I mean, we got this cannot be a forty-minute episode. Uh, I do have a trivia question, though. It's kind of interesting. So, in this song, he has a product placement for Harley Davidson motorcycles. Which two cars does he mention in one song in the actual same line? Which two brands of cars does he mention one song in the actual same line? In a different song. In a different song. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm thinking like in Still Rock and Roll to Me, he mentions uh, tires, but not, <laughs> not an actual White car brand. Yeah. Uh, I need a hint. I can't. I'm drawing a total blank here. Well, it's funny because then you'll, you know, you hit yourself in the head uh, just being like, okay, what if I tell you that the first one is chevy only the good die young no he's trading <laughs> in his chevy oh for a brand new cadillac cadillac that should have been easy i just uh oh it's it right it is easy but that's the thing where you're like right of course that should have been easy but you're never going to get the easy ones <laughs> you know it's just it's because it's you think you're making it harder for yourself uh, he also mentioned Chevy again in Captain Jack. And and in this song, too, the there's a Chevy, Chevy line, line, right? Uh, No, I don't believe it. I think it's just the Harley Davidson. But no, he I thought likes, he mentions a car here also. He likes the product placement as he likes talking about little G. Yeah, and this one, he says they all drive Chevy pickups in the morning. Oh, he says in this one? Yeah. Oh, so he mentioned Chevy in this one. Right yeah. before the Harley Davidson line. Well, he was obviously getting a deal with Chevy since he's mentioned it now in three songs. Yeah, you know definitely. What he's up to. We're not idiots. It, he also mentions in this song Electra Glide. Is that also that seems like a product also? It does. I bet you got a free supply of that. Electra Is that some Glide. kind of lube? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh man, I bet you was getting a year's worth supply of Electra Lube. What a scammer. Hey guys, David here with East Orlando Harley Davidson. And today we're going to be doing a brief overview of a very exciting motorcycle, the 2021 Electra Glide Revival. Billy Joel's a sellout. You know, it's funny when we were talking about Stevie Winwood and getting closer, Stevie Winwood was called a sellout because he pretty much put out a new song after the big album that was just a beer commercial. And everybody was angry. What was it? I can't remember. I feel like we played it on Getting Closer. Like, I think I played a little clip of it, but I, I don't remember. It's not talking back to the night. I don't remember, but it was just bought out for whatever beer he was advertising at that time, and people were angry. One taste will tell you why the night belongs to Michelob. It's like with Bob Seger. Whenever I hear like a rock, I just think of Chevy trucks or right. the Ford. But that's, one of those truck you know, that's giving your song to this. This was made for the commercial to be on there. Kind of like Paul Simon with Kodachrome, except Kodachrome is amazing. Yeah. Or uh, right now by Van Halen had the big Crystal Pepsi campaign right when it was yeah. a current song. But, but that wasn't they didn't write it for that. Whereas Kodachrome was written for Polaroid. Was it? Yeah. Oh. I love that song. It was worth it. It's amazing. Right. So that's what I'm talking about. Stevie Winwood wrote that song for this, but whereas uh, Van Halen and, and Bob Seger, they 
they were asked, hey, can we use your song? Yeah, but yeah, it's tricky with those product placement songs. It can ruin your rep yep. and it can ruin the song. What is your trivia question for me? All right. Uh, this song is about a roadhouse. Roadhouse. What other Billy Joel B-side is about a particular house or does he sing about a particular house? And what house is that? It's not Elvis Presley's house. Yeah, it is. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) good. I got it right. Yeah. Uh, I was like, this cherry question is going to suck because we've already talked about Elvis Presley Boulevard like three times in this episode. Right. But he has a verse about going to Graceland. But how could we not talk about it? I mean, this is these are the two instances where those songs weren't on the album. I don't even think they're on the CDs. Are they? No, they never. He doesn't put out like a bonus track. I mean, that's what's even weirder. You know, most people take a song like this and they would put it at the end. But he never did that. Like there's no Elvis Presley Boulevard on the nylon curtain. Yeah. And what's funny about this song is that although it was the B side to We Didn't Start the Fire, there is no version of that single version that's out. The only version that you can get now is on the My Lives compilation, which is the harmonica version, but not the original version. But it is interesting that he must have said, I don't want to add on because I'm very serious about my final songs. So I can't just add on. We would have to put it somewhere else on the album and it wouldn't fit. And it's not fair to the people that like listening to the album as a whole. So that's probably has something to do with it since he's a stickler for the final song on the album. Yeah. And he knew this also wouldn't fit anywhere within Stormfront when he was making the album. Well, that's true, too. But yeah, that's but it's just weird when you have the they usually would would at this time in 89 stick it on the CD, which would make you buy the CD because you have the extra song on it. We've mentioned the police before with the synchron the legendary synchronicity album, and then they have you know the extra track of murder by numbers, and there's much many more examples that one always comes to my head. But yeah, it's just uh I guess I don't think he wanted to mess with it. Yeah, I mean, the Who do it all the time. Every single album you could buy on CD is a remastered version that has like 12 bonus tracks that were singles from around the time or B-sides. Yeah. You can't buy an original version of like just the 12 tracks from an album. It's always going to be some kind of bonus track version. And it's kind of funny with Billy Joel with the My Lives compilation and the ultimate Billy Joel collection and all that. There's still no original version of House of Blue Light. And it's weird that on the My Lives compilation, you wouldn't put the 45 original version of house of blue light without the harmonica it seems like that's what that album was made for yeah because it's already a rarity in itself and that my lives has so many rarities but then it'll also have some studio versions of well-known songs which is so strange to me very strange it made no sense to put i guess they were trying to mix it up where well we should put some good quality songs on here i guess but yeah we don't need that we already own them Yeah, I want to hear the alternate take of all those songs. I don't want to hear just the regular version. Again, that's why uh, The End of the World is awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, folks, that was House of Blue Light. If you like our podcast, be sure to go to Apple and give us five stars. We release new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, so make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss a single song. Follow us on social media at Billy Joel A2Z and give us some feedback. Is this one of your least favorite Billy Joel songs? It probably is. Do you remember listening to this on the We Didn't Start the Fire single? Do you like the harmonica version or the original? And let us know if you can think of any great B-sides. 
because Dave is stumped. Until next time, I'm Alan Altman. I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A2Z. Roadhouse. <laughs>